something. There we go. Looks like one of our mics was kind of wigging out on us. But yes, this week was really exciting. I'm sorry that it's been so long since we have come back. Last week was President's Day, and they closed the TSC down, and we were not able to come in. But hopefully now we will still have a regular schedule. Spring break, we're still trying to figure it out if we're going to be able to have a show. Um, but hopefully we still will be able to do that. Um, but we'll keep you guys all in contact with social media and let you know what's going on. But man, oh man, we got a special show going on today. We have OUR back with us. I just can't get enough of these guys. They're always super excited to come in. They're going to be talking about, um, ending child sacrifice. They have a huge, um, thing going on in their program. And I was, they told me about it and I was like, oh my gosh, we got to have you guys come on. And we'll talk about it. So I, it's actually kind of interesting. I did not know child or sacrificing individuals was still going on. I thought that was like something you'd seen the Mummy Returns and that stayed back in time. But I guess it's still going on today. And I'm really interested to see what they're going to educate us about. So really super excited about that. Um, Dating with Dallin is coming back again. He's going to say reasons to stay. He's going to be talking about reasons to stay in the friend zone. And a lot of us are like, hmm, I want to get out of it. But maybe some of you are trying to keep someone in it. Down will educate us. So we're super excited about that. My oh my is going to be talking about the new Sonic movie, the super surprising opening world blockbuster hit that caught everyone by surprise. Um, funny fact, this whole show, when they first aired the trailer, they had to completely redo Sonic because the internet was in uproar because he looked horrible. And uh, it's actually a crazy cinema blunder that actually turned success. It's made history, and um, it's going to be very interesting to hear what Maya's going to be saying about this movie. I'm really super-duper excited to hear what she's going to inform us about. Um, Then we have a band from New York calling in called Playing Dead. We're super, super excited to have these guys calling in. Um, (laughs) Time zones, man. They're, They're wild. For him right now, he's probably like 10 so i don't know i can't i'm so bad with time zones but he's way ahead of us way ahead of us and uh we're super excited to have this awesome awesome band this punk band calling in and talking with us about their music they're super talented super excited to have them in um but um the one and only our group guys tell us your names once again for our viewers i'm Jaden connor and i'm taylor mendenhall Taylor Mendenhall. Welcome, welcome. Thanks you for too. Us. It's good to have you both back. Here, let's have you scoot in because I think your mic is just a little staticky for some reason. This guy? Yeah. I don't know what is going on with that second mic. Last week I had it figured out, but now it's just like, look, we put it on static and off, and then it, I don't know what's going on. But tell us, okay, so I'm interested to know about this topic because when I saw you guys telling me about child sacrifice, the, there wasn't there a little boy that wasn't Logan. He had surgery. It's over now. They sent yeah. him back to where? So he's he, the surgery took place in Salt Lake. Okay. He's still in Salt Lake. He'll actually be in Logan for the next little while while he's doing physical therapy. Okay. And then once he's ready to go, he'll he'll be going back to Uganda. Okay. So what the heck? There's <laughs> sacrificing people is still a thing. How does that work out? Yeah, so it was kind of a surprise to us, honestly. <laughs> it was a surprise um, to you. You're like, what the heck? As it is to everybody else. Yeah, I mean, what we, the world? I mean, we, we became fairly educated on uh, sex trafficking through yeah. OUR. Um, but last April, we 
got an email about this girl in Guatemala that was a, a I guess, the result of child sex trafficking, uh-huh. and she needed rehabilitative surgery, so she came into Logan and got connected with a, a local surgeon here who performed the surgery on her, and then this past month or so, uh-huh. OUR contacted that surgeon here in Logan and said, we have this boy from Uganda that is in need of surgery as well. And so they did all the, the paperwork and got him to come over, and he, they brought over this guy named Peter. Yeah. Who, he started this foundation called uh, Chimpassi Child Care Ministries, KCM for mm-hmm. short. And it's just through him that we really learned about this child sacrifice and, and everything that's going on in Uganda. And it's it's a cultural practice for him. Yeah. Um, where they have these witch doctors that are paid to sacrifice kids in the so crazy I know and they they do it they do it in the hope that it will bring wealth and and health and fortune and I guess in a way (laughs) economically you're not gonna have a mouth to feed but that's messed up that's crazy and it's it's so interesting because working with you guys we've talked a lot about sex trafficking and do you think, like, in compare, like, is it just in cer- this country, or do you think it's, do you th- did you discover it's more widespread than what you realized? Um, like, with child sacrifice. For all that we know, I think it's mostly in Uganda. In Uganda. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good that it's the only place that's yeah. <laughs> still being practiced. Yeah. Um, but so, what's, how is OUR, like, as, as the, has the Ugandan government or um, any other sort of, organizations like yourselves like done anything to pr- help prevent this or what's yeah. going on so um kcm Champisi child care ministries they're one of the only organizations that exist to come to, to, to combat to it. do anything about it oh wow um our has a bunch of different uh aftercare facilities throughout um the entire world where after they rescue children from sex trafficking they place them in um, these aftercare facilities that where they rehabilitate them they mm-hmm. educate them they place them back into society or, or ultimately with their families. And Peter and his organization in Uganda is one of those aftercare facilities for Operation Underground Railroad. So OUR partners directly with them, obviously. Um, but as far as, like, the child sacrifice thing goes, it's mostly just KCM and OUR. Wow. That's crazy. So what? How? So this um, the boy, what was his name again? It Andrew. Was Andrew. So yeah. he's going through physical therapy. Um, have you guys been getting other contacts from Uganda lately to, like, I mean, how, how serious, like, is it serious over there? Like, is it a pretty large epidemic? Like, yeah, so it's, it's serious enough to where Peter and his organization are founded, founded, (laughs) yeah, to stop it, but they take care of over 800 kids. And Peter was telling us a story one night about how he rescued over 120 kids in one night. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it was kind of a just a brothel where they were keeping these kids under uh, this mosque. And, uh, I mean, it, I don't think it, that mosque had any religious affiliation. Yeah, affiliation with this, with this um, situation. But it was, yeah, it was more of a, you know, just these witch doctors that had abducted these kids, trafficked them, and were keeping them until somebody paid them to perform these sacrificial rituals on them. And they have, I mean, they have a story of this girl whose name is Hope. Uh-huh. And um, they don't just sacrifice these kids right off the bat. They, they perform what they call bloodletting, 
mm-hmm. where they um, just drain their blood literally and oh capture it and use it as potions as as whatever they want and that is so messed I up. know and th- this <laughs> oh this God. hope girl was captured for a year and a half and a year and a half blood bloodletting was performed on her for a year and, a and half she was still she alive was free. she's still alive yeah she was oh my goodness rescued but obviously with major major impairments oh my gosh that is messed up that is that's just crazy that this stuff goes on the world and we just like walk down the street like like you know like i'm just going to school while yeah. there's someone in you, you <laughs> in the country that's being you know sacrificed for their blood or whatever it's just it's in, it's mind-boggling it is honestly it is and peter peter i mean it was a privilege to meet him and mm-hmm. to be around him and just to learn from him and and be around his greatness i mean he's obviously an amazing guy and he was living a normal life he was an accountant um just like the rest of us and then he he had a lot of personal experiences with like i don't know if it was family members or close friends of of or hearing stories about these children these terrible things happening to these children and so he quit his job and started this organization and now he dedicates his whole life to ending child sacrifice does peter like go in like swat style or does he hire stuff like how because it seems a little dangerous to be honest like because with the our i know with sex trafficking you guys hire specific people to handle this type of thing so if you donate to the organization i have full trust that you know you're gonna be taking care of business but with peter and seeing that this is a single organization like who does he hire does he do this himself like how does that function yeah so he works closely with law enforcement over in Uganda. Okay. Um, but he's kind of the, the do-all, be-all kind of person. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Peter's um, just he, going in. He does he's all the research uh-huh. to find these guys. He goes in with law enforcement, arrests them, takes the children, you know, uh, liberates them, and then provides the aftercare for them. So he, he's literally doing everything. Oh, my goodness. And lately, they've been partnered with OUR, which has been incredible for his organization. Yeah, and so OUR is helping a lot with the aftercare, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see OUR going in there sooner than later to help so, them with missions. I was about to say like that. that. I was like, geez, send some of OUR's, like, exactly. gung-ho dudes. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, they, could, they could use it. You wouldn't believe it, but Peter was actually telling us that uh, the law enforcement in Uganda gave him the option to carry a gun with him during these undercover oh, missions. But he, he denied it because he was afraid that, I mean, he'd want to hurt some of these witch doctors. He was afraid oh, that he'd, yeah. he'd kill one of them. That's kind of an and interesting so aspect of this. Instead, yeah, he actually takes a, a toy gun that's spray-painted black <laughs> and looks real. So he'll pull out his toy gun, no. and instantly the <laughs> witch doctors will oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, get, go to their knees, surrender. Are the witch doctors, do you think that they're heavily armed, or do you think they're just... Just these guys just living their religious stuff, just doing their thing. I think it's just these guys. I don't think I don't think they're armed. Yeah. And in, in one of their documentaries, they actually they kind of make fun of a witch doctor in front of the public, so the public could understand that these witch doctors aren't deity. Like they're not. They're not actual, real. Yeah, they're exactly. Not doing any so, good. so they had this guy put on like this robe and some stuff, and it, it, they were almost kind of making a mockery of these witch doctors. Yes. And it just goes to show that anybody on the street could go you and know, claim anything. Put, put this robe on and say that they're witch doctors and have, pe- and have people come and pay them. And so 
like Jane was saying, they're just they're just people that see this as a a means to an end. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting. It's it's hard to judge these witch doctors because it is their means to an end, which is you Here, know everybody wants to provide for their family yeah. and and, and, make and that's money. And I think that's like I mean, it sounds awful, but like you have these these countries and like you said they have to make money and they have to provide some sort of services to do that but you know it's actually kind of interesting like we don't i pray that we don't find some secret organization that's sacrificing people in the united states i'm sure there's some wackos out there but like i mean it's interesting because unless like we do have people out there that don't have like any doctorates and like yeah. health care or anything but yet people will go to them to receive some spiritual enlightenment or um receiving care yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because, like, I mean, we say, like, oh, we would never do that in the yeah. United States. But yeah. yet we do have people that will go to other people. Like, I don't I don't know any, like, specific things. But, like, yeah. surety people will go and they will find, like, some spiritual things and try to get aid from those and pay heavily amounts of money to do so. So yeah. we're all kind of not in the same realm <laughs> like it's like it's hard to compare like but it's he's sacrificing yeah. children we are not but like i don't know it's crazy it's wild yeah so we we actually had the opportunity at utah state to listen to peter speak mm -hmm. last tuesday um and we had probably about 150 people there and it was it was wow. an amazing experience for for those who attended um but the night after we were actually talking to peter i just wanted to share this because i i thought it was a great highlight of who Peter is and, uh -huh. and the amazing work that he's doing. But um, he said, when, <clears throat> when we were prosecuting a witch doctor, I looked across the bench and saw his face. I then realized I was the one testifying against him. And because of my testimony, he will spend the rest of his life in prison. Two months ago, I, for two months, I couldn't get his face out of my mind. And I would have visions of him being hung or killed. And it put a bad feeling in my stomach. So I contacted the defense lawyer and asked him if I could see his client. So I went and visited him in prison and asked him what I could do for him. He said he wants to see his family. So every week I take his kids to see him. And as you're praying for these children, remember to pray for the witch doctors. So I just thought it was amazing how this guy who's fighting against these witch doctors to save these children can see that, you know, these witch doctors are just trying to provide people are people yeah, an right. end for it's true that's so interesting because a lot of people they just be like yeah put him in prison let him rot for the rest of his life yeah you know exactly. like that's like death penalty stuff as well which honestly you know it's it's kind of what they deserve but yeah <laughs> but, but uh, at the same time peter realizes it which is cool. it's just he won't carry a gun he won't like he can't sit down and just like he thinks about these people Sounds like a really good guy. <laughs> like honestly, awesome, he's an awesome sounds like guy. a great person. Jeez. <clears throat> so okay. So say if people want to reach out and help this boy that it's recovering in Logan, or reach out to Peter and his efforts to stop um, this child child sacrifice in Uganda. How can people do that? Yeah. So there's a couple different ways. We started a GoFundMe for 
for Peter and Andrew, and mm -hmm. our goal was to raise $10,000. We're at like 6500 right now. Oh my goodness. It's been awesome. You know what um, happens when I try to start a GoFundMe? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me just tell you. No, I'm just, no, but this is way more important. Yeah. You know, like, it, but, yeah, you're, you're, geez, you guys are, that's so amazing. That's so, so cool. You can access the GoFundMe if you go to our Instagram page at USUSAOUR. Okay. The, the link in our bio will take you there. And then you can also go to their website. Mm -hmm. um, it's ChamPC, but the way that's spelled is K-Y-A-M-P-I-S-I dot org. Mm -hmm. And you can donate. You can even sign up for a recurring donation. We set up a program for Peter where people can pledge like $5 a month or $10 a month or whatever. To it's literally nothing. That's like a Hulu. Like a, it's like a... It's Apple Music. It's Apple Music exactly. subscription right there. Yeah. <laughs> for students. not even like... Yeah, public, it's yeah. true. I mean, just take away, like, I don't know. You can remove your Spotify or Apple Music just like a month. I mean, there's other ways you can listen to music, everybody. Yeah. And then you can put that toward actually. Like Aggie Radio. Like Aggie Radio. <laughs> there you go. He speaks the truth. It's like, free. Yeah. He's, it's free. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, everyone, seriously, just put a couple of bucks in there. I mean, I know it seems like we're all, like, it, it seems like it's a big, huge dent in your but it's not. I mean, you're really just changing someone's life, a lot of people's lives, with the money that you're giving this person. And so, honestly, super great um, organization. Super happy to work with OUR. We are actually working on our charity show coming up March 21st. That's just, right. um, we're having a battle of the bands, everybody. And it's going to be awesome. Um, we're still working out on the marketing aspect. We'll start. We'll start printing out posters, working out social media. But it will be um, the twenty first of March, and we'll give you official time soon. But we are very happy to work with you guys. We're excited. We got some awesome bands come in. We be, have be there, be square. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we have Winter <laughs> Sirens. We have Oh No Okay. We have Texture Love, and we have Sorry Mom. They're awesome bands. I've had yeah. them all on the show. They're original. They're Wads show goers. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> like, they've been on the show. They're great. But we're happy to have you guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having really us. Really appreciate, yeah. appreciate it. Everybody, go ahead and contact these guys. Um, we're going to take a short, short little break. Um, and we will be right back. We're going to listen to the shortest song I can allow. We're going to listen to Peaches by Presidents of the United States. This is a classic. We'll be right back. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome back. Um, we just had O-U-R on the studio, super great guys, and we have Dating with Dallin with us. How's it going? It's going friend. good. What's up, Wads? How are you? Doing amazing. Good. How was your week? Was it awesome? It was awesome. You, um, just, you just got your uh, official commercial pilot license i did is, surprisingly so of... you can fly delta <laughs> someday take, <totally>. someday <laughs> you'll take me but, far and wide yeah i guess i guess not a little not many people know i do some flying on the side along with a lot of my dating research and tips and you gotta take your date somewhere right you do you do um flying not the best day i ever went on but we'll talk about that later sometime <laughs> super excited to hear that story yes, yes. so down We've talked a lot about getting out of the friend zone. A little bit. A little mm -hmm. bit. But you're talking about staying in it. Yes. Explain. So, yeah. I mean, there's been, there's this huge stigma running around like you don't want to be in the friend zone. 
friend zone's just a bad place to be. Like, right. Like, we've all heard that. Like, yeah. your buddy comes up to you, she's just friend zoned me. Like, she said we're just friends. And yeah. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. You know, you high five, you know, whatever you got to do. But, mm -hmm. but then I actually realized the friend zone is where you want to be. And so let's define the friend zone a little all bit. All right, let's do it. Okay, so basically... The friend zone is the state of being just friends when one person has stronger feelings and the other one just doesn't. Like, it's not reciprocated. So, yeah. so, like, say you're a guy and you like this girl and she's just like, and the guy's like, hey, I'm really into you. And she goes, oh, I love you, dude. Like, you're like, oh, you know, I no. love you, man. But, like, we're just friends. And most of the guys are like, words. oh, I can't do that. But no! I have done some research and I've been doing some studying mm -hmm. and I have come up with many scenarios about why the friend zone is the exact place you want to be. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number one, the friend zone is a much more emotional relationship than any, any type of like romantic relationship. It you're is. the, you're the friend, you know, like you're the one she goes to. Yeah. I mean, you might as well, to. you might as well call it, the girlfriend or boyfriend, but you're not. Sure, call them friends. Call them whatever you want. I'll but you're a you. friend. But you're, you're a not friend. a boyfriend. No, but like, let me explain how this can be so much better. Okay. Okay. So often, I would see men walk up to women in any scenario, a restaurant, the bar, a dance, wherever, you know, you just don't yeah. And they'll be hitting on them, and the girl's immediate, like, response is annoyance, and they're just like, they just want to get yeah, out of the situation. Get out of here. They're get done. And I was just like, honestly, like, she knows what you're doing, man. She knows you're trying to hit on it. She, she's not about it. Worst, I mean, I'm going to say best case scenario, she friend zones you. And I'm going to show you how to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what happened was I saw this. I was like, I was at this place. I don't remember much of it. That's besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, I think, it was like this dance party, all right? And this girl, she was up. She was at the counter. She was trying to order a drink. And this guy walks up to her and goes, hey. I want to buy you a drink. And she was just like, no, I just get away from me, you know? And I was like, that just couldn't be good. So what I ended up doing was I went up to her and I was like, hey, I really like your shoes. Where did you get them? And her immediate thing at first was like, oh, this guy's hitting on me again. And she was, and she was super annoyed. Yeah. And so I, I looked around and I thought for a minute. And then I saw this other woman. And so I went up to her. And I paid her a thousand dollars if I could change outfits with her, and so you paid her a thousand dollars. I paid her. A th it was That's like, like half my tuition. Right, I know, but a thousand dollars is a guaranteed like outfit change. Like, come on, like I, I had, I didn't have time to mess around. There was, oh my god! So anyway, changed outfits, ran back up to the girl, changed my voice, and I was like. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry if you thought that I was hitting on you, but I'm actually gay. I just really wanted to know what your shoes were. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my of course. God, no. They're Jimmy was... Choo's. So. <laughs> no. Next thing you know. Okay. Great story. Five years later, we became best friends. And honestly, being in the but friend dying, zone is the gay best gay. friend. Yeah, but here's the best part. We did everything together. Hot yoga, exotic dancing, bubble baths. Like, who won in that situation? I'll tell you, the guy hitting, her at, hitting on her at the bar earlier was never taking bubble baths with her, so... This is off of a movie. Isn't this off of a movie? I don't Someone think did... so. Dallin? No. This no, is off of a movie. It's not off of a movie. <laughs> this is, I swear. No. Is this better luck? Something with Chuck? I don't... So... This source might have 
been influenced by I now pronounce Chuck and Larry. That's but, what that is. But okay. But it, it works though. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so don't, I don't. I don't know how long of a charade you're gonna be able to pull. Oh no! Five years later, when I tell her the truth, she was pissed. <laughs> oh my god, Dallin, no. Okay, we're mm. gonna. <laughs> I don't need... No, I mean like. Hey, I have I have another oh, I have no. another thing I want to tell everybody. Just it's really oh quick, dear, you know? everyone brace um, for impact. And it's just hold on tight. Honestly, the most important thing, and a lot of the a, a, another big reason that men will fall into the friend zone is because the girl that they're into already has some type of current relationship. Would you agree? Yeah, like I, yeah. I mean, that's what they claim. That, at least. That's hey, what I'm they in a relationship. Sure. Yeah. So. Honestly, here's what you want to do. You're going to want to love that relationship. Ask her questions about how things are going, how, like just anything. Well, yeah, I've, I've noticed that's a really good way to track. Yes. To see how they are doing and see if you can influence your you know, yourself. You think that. You but, think and all, that's here, wrong? No, you're slightly right. I'll, okay. just, I'll tell you a little personal story. Um, and this is something that uh, has been going on for years now, but I'm sharing it over the radio. So... I did this with multiple women. I became all their best friends. They were all dating somebody. And I loved every single one of their boyfriends. They were just great men. They were, did great. you ever hang they out were, with them? Oh, yeah, all the time. And they also thought that you were, I was gay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so they were all cool with it. Like, you have to be <laughs> oh smart. And then, so I'm talking maybe 25, 30 women at this point. 25 I, to 30? Yeah, How I do was, you have time for this? I have a lot of time on my hands lately. Oh, my. So, uh, sure, yes, yes. And yes. I just thought, all right. And I became the best friend. And best most friend. men hate that because they're like, they never have a chance. Wait for this. One day, I was chilling in my my limo. And then a I had limo. A, a limo. Where did you get a limo? <laughs> that's besides the point. Okay. And there's 25 to 30 women in my car who all just broke up with their boyfriends. And I was best friends. I might have had something to do with that, but I'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but crap. tell you what, I was the only shoulder to cry on that night. And it was Down, you only beautiful. Have two shoulders. Oh, but <laughs> you'd be surprised what you can... Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. So what ended up happening oh, no. was I was I never had more kisses on the cheek, more heads on my shoulder than that one night in my limo. Turns out we were all in love with every single one of them. Ended up having to join the FLDS polygamous church. So oh my I, gosh! So that I could marry oh, no. every single one of them. Oh, and God. it's never a dull moment, if you know what I oh, mean. Oh so. no. Oh no. Dallin, no. You didn't. I did. No. I always get breakfast. Like, <laughs> I do not support this at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maya is here and she's in agreement with me. We were like, get horrified. All I'm saying <laughs> she's like, you men out there that are listening, that's what happened for me. So don't let the friend zone be such I a bad I never knew thing. you were FLD. <laughs> What did this happen? He's like, whatever. This is hilarious. Okay, so summary: polygamy. Well, <laughs> that's just that's. I guess I shared some personal information, but that's how effective the friend zone was. <sighs> Actually, makes a I lot have of many sense wives for and a lot of interesting relationships. Yeah. Anyway, like, mm-hmm. the friend. This is not how I pictured. 
I'm not gonna lie, this segment going. It went, always with Dallin. It go. I think it's going north, but then it turns mm. southwest. Yeah. Plot twist. But Plot hey, twist. all I'm saying, guys, if you're in the friend zone right now, good things happen to me. They can. They can happen to you too. Don't think of it as such a bad thing. Your chance will come. It'll, It'll come. come. And that was the whole premise or um, such. The lesson to learn. The lesson to learn. The lesson to learn. Be smart about it. Don't hate it. Because in the end, you'll be sitting in your mansion with 20. I don't know how you got the mansion or limo women. at the age of 20, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're still in college. There's, down, there's some plot holes here. No, there's Some not. serious plot holes. First of all, there should have been some alarms from these girls. Second of all, they all just are like, yes, let's all marry you at the same time. Well, when you're the best friend and you're the only one that's there for them in that limo when they're crying with broken hearts, they develop a why love did, for you that is so deep. Why did so they get deep, in the limo? They don't care. Because <laughs> it, it was a limo, duh. Oh, my gosh. Well, Dallin, thanks so much for, for hopping on. Maya, we're going to do your segment right now. We usually have, like, a little break. But because we are so short on time and um, Playing Dead's going to be calling in, we are going to move around through. But Dallin, thanks for calling in. Not calling in. <laughs> thanks for talking with us. Um, Maya, you Hi. seem to be really squirmish just like I was through that whole thing. <laughs> we were both was, just like, oh, was no. That's an interesting segment, Dallin. <laughs> Dallin has some interesting segments. This one's going to be the most. Yeah, this is going to be. This one, is going to be on the, the top books. tier of, like, most one interesting. for the books, for sure. For the books, yes. All right, Maya. Hello. Okay, so I told everybody mm-hmm. at the beginning of this segment about a little information about Sonic. Yes. Now, I'm not going to lie. This was a movie uh-huh. that I did not have any interest watching. Yeah. But as stories and reviews have come out, mm-hmm. I have become more interested in this. So yes. tell us a little bit about the background, like when the trailer first hit. <laughs> yeah, so, I told everyone a little bit about yeah, it, but I, I think you'll be able that. to go into more detail. So yeah, when the trailer first hit... Um, you know, they had a Ben Schwartz narrating, and it was just, you know, I was really excited because I grew up with Sonic. So I was yeah. like, yes, Sonic! I played it and on the Game Boy. I, I, yeah, uh, see, I never I did that. I played Sega fun. Genesis. You had a Sega? had oh a Sega Genesis. I was Old living the life. There you go. But um, then Sonic appeared on the screen, and it was the most hideous thing. It looked awful. Anyone had ever seen. <laughs> and I'm not even that big like, of a fan of Sonic. Like, I know who Sonic is. Right. You know? Like, just by pop culture references. Uh-huh. And it was awful. It was terrifying. You know what, honestly, I think they were trying to do? I think they were trying to, like, they were watching Detective Pikachu. And mm, I think make, and I yeah. think because of Pikachu, you know, like, when you watch the cartoon or the anime or just play any video game, mm-hmm. like, Pikachu is, like, soft. Like, you never right. picture Pikachu with fur, but they gave Pikachu they fur. Gave, and it worked. And it worked. And mm-hmm. they're like, hmm, Sonic's a hedgehog. Huh, he huh, definitely scratch, has, scratch. yeah. Let's give him fur and right. a face and make him look horrendous. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I'm sure that wasn't happened. what they thought. I'm sure they were thinking. But they this actually, look, they delayed it. They did. They ended up, <laughs> so uh, not a great moment for internet history but we basically cyber bullied them (laughs) cyber bullied the studio we cyber bullied the studio until they pushed the movie release date back and went through and redid all the animation i've never heard of that ever (laughs) happening in the history yeah i don't ever a film not that i've ever heard of you know unless you're counting troll hunters guillermo del toro we're still waiting for wizards we are but um, please please hurry like (laughs) no so sonic it was 
they released it, and I like the, tr- the. I think they said that the plot stayed the same, everything stayed the same. They just redid the animation of Sonic. Uh huh. And it was so good. It, it looks. It sounded like it was movie. a fun. It was like some people were like, it's like an adventure movie where like mm-hmm. they're traveling, and yeah. some people were like, why doesn't he just like speed run over to where he needs to go because he doesn't people, know the way and we'll say yeah he doesn't know the way and he wants to make a friend yeah and i'm like so that is adorable cute. and the he thing, calls him donut lord donut lord and it just that's hilarious it's so cute <laughs> who kate who plays sonic ben I, schwartz kate he's a he is a comedian mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. okay so i recognize his voice yeah so if you've watched parks and rec he is jean ralphio saperstein okay from parks and rec there um, we go. Okay, that's where that voice came mm-hmm. from. And I, I know he's been on a couple other things. I just, I know him from Parks and Rec. So it's like a buddy cop movie, but not, but not your yeah. buddy's not a cop. Yeah, but one of them is. Okay. One of them is a is a sheriff. Okay, so a lot of people do not like Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey is in this movie. And some people it? really love Jim Carrey. Is Jim this Carrey like... played, I think he played Dr. Robotnik, yeah, he, right? Yeah, he did. And so is this a movie... That people that are not fans of Jim Carrey, for example, because Jim Carrey has his Jim Carreyisms, like he's mm-hmm. wacky, you he know. Very he's wacky. Like, do you think that this is a good, like, I know mm-hmm. Dick and Jane, I think, was probably one of um, Jim Carrey's most tame acting roles. Mm-hmm. But do you think that this is um, a role that would be distinct? Like Jim Carrey did pretty well. Do you think he did okay? On yeah, it? I mean, he played Doctor Robotnik. He played Eggman, and he did a good job. I'm really interested to see how that all turns out because in yeah. the tra- tra- in the commercial, like the trailers, he's like skinny. He's got his classic mustache, mm-hmm. but Dr. Eggman is this bald, that super comes. big looking yeah, dude. Yeah, spoiler alert, but yeah. Yeah, spoiler. I mean, if you have never seen a Sonic villain, right? I mean, shame on you. Yeah, first right. Of all. I yeah, mean, come on. Eggman is you know this great big fat dude. He wears a red jacket. He's got aviator goggles. He's bald, and he's got this great big wild mustache. And, uh, yeah, they did a pretty good job. So what do you think, what does this mean for the future of video game movies? I don't know. Honestly, because we had a successful Detective Pikachu Mm -hmm. that did amazing. Yeah. And we had Sonic, which also was a pretty decent January film. Because usually January movies are trash. Yeah. But this is just sale. Yeah, oh yeah, it's taken off. It's broken so many records for video game movies. And I think... I think, you know, they they stumbled a little bit getting out of the gate because of the animation f- fumble. But when they released that re- redone trailer... It's the greatest comeback I've ever heard. Yeah. Honestly. And so I think... I think it depends, honestly, on the video game. Because, uh, okay, I don't want to be the guy to shout this out. But at the end of the movie credits, uh-huh. I heard that there is an opening where mm-hmm. they kind of invite... Uh-huh. Mario! So what? <laughs> She's like, what? Mario! <laughs> yeah, I heard that they were like, inclu- like they were sending like a message to Nintendo, like, hey, we should do a Mario Sonic Co. Uh, what did you hear? What did you watch? What was. Well, I can't tell you what I watched, but it left a movie open for a sequel. Oh, yeah. I heard that they were talking about the Mushroom Kingdom or yes. something like that. And that's Maybe where that's Mario's. what the Mario was. Okay, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you were King. like. What? is like, Mario? No. <laughs> no. But see, here's the weird thing. A lot of people don't recognize how serious this is. Like, that Sonic was made into a movie. So, a long time ago in the 90s, 
Super Mario was made into a movie, and it was absolutely terrible, awful. But Sonic was basically like the Mario for Sega, mm-hmm. and it's such a huge character. And the fact that it did so well, yeah. And to be honest, with sequels, there's like other characters they can introduce. So they many did. other comedians. They did. If you know Sonic, they're people that you meet at the end and it just made my heart happy so yeah i mean uh, there you go i mean i haven't i haven't seen it but like it sounds like there's just so much they can do mm-hmm. but the thing is though what's the difference between mario and sonic Mar- are sonic's better yeah but like i'm talking <laughs> like i'm talking about like sonic when he talks it's not weird no it's but not. like if mario were like here we go, me, I'm Mario. Let's go, Sam. What's his page? Let's go, Sam. Like that would be so weird. It would be weird. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like Yoshi would probably have to be the star of the show. I would watch that if Yoshi had like Yoshi's that. Island, the movie, <laughs> just adorable yes. Yoshi's saving their eggs. That would be watchable. Apparently the mushroom is still just Sonic reference, not Mario. Not a Mario not reference. A Mario. Did you have a call, a text in? I did, my brother, Matt. Your brother, Matt. <laughs> thank you for clearing this up. Okay, so I guess there's, but like, if there was, mm. how, who would play Mario? Who would play Mario? Ooh, are we talking animated or? The same way they did the Sonic. The same way they did Sonic. So Mario would be the little animated character. I don't know if they would, but the thing I? is though, Sonic can like go into the real world and I feel like it's okay. Mm-hmm. If Mario were to go into our world, it'd be messed up. It would be a little messed up. <laughs> Mario would be on shrooms, and we'd have to be on shrooms to enjoy the Mario movie. It's probably true. I mean, honestly. I'm just trying to think of people that could honestly play yeah. Mario. Dallin? Dallin says, I can do it. Dallin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone be polygamists. That's what Dallin would probably... <laughs> I mean, Dump you got plot. Daisy, you got Princess Peach. I don't, I mean, Luigi would probably have to brawl out. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, Mario, there actually is a lot of content. I didn't realize this. You have Waluigi. Uh-huh. You have Wario. Mm-hmm. You've got Donkey Kong. Luigi, Donkey, yeah, we could throw Donkey Kong in there. We could start the OG where Donkey Kong's a bad guy. That'd be fun. If any of you are home listening to this and you have no idea what the heck we are talking about. <laughs> Go play Mario Kart. Just literally go Just play kidding. one kidding. round of Mario Kart. And you're like, oh. These characters. The, these guys. Basically, it's just the characters. And if you're looking at them thinking there's no possible way they can be made into a movie. Then go play Sonic. Then go watch <laughs> Sonic. And you're yeah, like, well, huh. yeah. But yeah, no, I would definitely recommend seeing Sonic. That's one, when I get money, that's one that I'd like to buy on DVD. I'm definitely going to go watch this now. Yeah. I mean, Emily and I have been searching and yearning for a good... Like, right now, these last couple months, the winter mm-hmm. months, just... Just dry. After December, it's just dry movies. Well, like, nothing around. It feels I like it for me. I haven't seen it yet, but there are a couple that I've wanted to see. Like, uh, Doolittle, I want to see that. I heard that one was awful. Honestly. Yeah, I, heard I mean, so I've bad. heard that, but it's a kid's movie. But to watch Sonic, like, I mean, out of all the movies, Sonic is a kid's movie, and I feel like as adults, since we grew oh, up. Oh, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, it's the nostalgic aspect for me, and I'm sure my family, like... I just hope that it doesn't go like I played a couple rounds of Green Hill Zone, you uh-huh. know. Like I just hope, and I've and I've used like Knuckles when to fly. Oh, I love Knuckles. Knuckles is mm-hmm. cool. I want I want Vince I want Vin Diesel to voice act Knuckles. No. 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 He's already got his voice acting down with Groot. Like, nah, we don't need that. <laughs> well, everybody, if you like Sonic the movie, or if you haven't seen it yet, let us know your thoughts. You can uh, message us in at um, the Wad Show on Instagram, or you can contact us on Facebook, on Twitter, 
Just let us know what you think about uh, about this. Yeah. This interesting movie. I'm I'll definitely find... gonna go see it. What did you? What would you rate it though? Out of ten. Ten out of ten. What? <laughs> no Maybe way. Maybe eight or nine. It was just so cute. It, it was really a cute was. one. It was a mm-hmm. heart warmer. Yeah. Did you cry? There were moments when I was like, oh. My friend Maddie went. <laughs> Make that noise one more time. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one? That, oh my gosh. That, that one? That was perfect. Thank you. The, the adorable... <laughs> that the adorable is what they stuff. are. Okay. Well, 10 out of 10, everybody. Like I said, go ahead and check it out mm-hmm. on the on the theaters. It's out playing. And yep. Check it out. It. Okay. Maya, thanks for... No worries. ...talking with us. Oh, yeah. Sorry we had to speed you through. But, That's okay. Um, we will be right back with Playing Dead. They're calling in from New York and we're going to just take a little break. We are going to listen to um, Short Skirt, Long Jacket by Cake. This is a classic, classic song. Um, It's the theme song for the hit TV show Chuck on NBC, which now is being played on Hulu? Or is it Amazon Prime? Yep, Amazon Prime. Okay, we'll talk to you guys in a little bit with Playing Dead. Okay, that was... The one and only, um, what do you call it? That was ca- that was cake, long um, short skirt, long jacket. That is a really great song. Really, honestly, love the heck out of that band. But hey, we got with us playing dead. How are you guys doing? Uh, Hold on one second. I am having a hard time hearing it. The audience can hear you. I cannot. Hold on, Sam. always fun to have technical difficulties. I did hear you a little while ago. Okay. Try now, Sam. Oh, there we go. Try it again. Oh, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Cool, cool. So, Sam, you are from the wonderful, wonderful state of New York. Is that correct? Wow. Thanks for calling in. I mean... I think it's not that crazy of a time difference for you, but um, really appreciate you calling in and talking with us about your music, man. Awesome. So, hey, so you guys, what genre do you guys play in Playing Dead? What, what's your genre that you guys play? Oh, boy. You're not a punk band. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, my brothers and I—we love Smashing Pumpkins. We could eat that for days. But I could honestly tell a lot of really great, um, kind of like shout-outs to that band. I was—I could really hear a lot of your sound coming through with that. That was—that was kind of fun to listen to. So you—you—you you, you say that you're punk. Um, we got to thank Nathan right now. He just fixed our technical tip. Thanks, Nathan. Um, but you guys say you're punk. You, people say you're kind of like an indie rock, basically. Is that what they say? Or Yeah, more like a power pop. You know, like, uh, you know, I was slightly joking, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it, it's hard. It's just, it's two guitars, a bass, a drum, and vocals, you know. Okay. We, I like melody, you know, so big on face-to-face, 
uh-huh. big on uh, Super Chunk, Sam I Am, bands like that. Okay. That is so cool. So it's actually interesting because in Utah, like, our music scene is just so different from New York. What's it like playing in New York? Do you guys have lots of venues down there? Or, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what lots means, you know. I, I could. <laughs> I, that is true. Like, um, for example, do you have a show every week? Do you have, like, a specific venue that you feature for? Or do yeah, you we, tour I mean, around? If we wanted to, if we wanted to, we could. Um, but you know, to play locally that often wouldn't really be in the best interest. Yeah. So, you know, we, we try to do like two a month, you know, we, we're close to Manhattan, we're close to Brooklyn, um, we're close to Jersey, Philly, like we could do a lot of That's different awesome. things. That's so cool that you can have the outreach. What's the farthest place you've ever played? Uh, Austin. Whoa. <laughs> that is a little far. Did you drive yeah. there or did you fly there? Like how did you end up playing in Austin? So I, I have a friend, and uh, she runs a company called Big Picture Media. Uh-huh. And they had some some South by Southwest stuff. Okay, cool. Um, and we went over there and played one of their showcases. That is awesome. So tell us, so like you guys are this punk band. So um, how did you get together with your band? Like how did you guys find each other? How did Playing Dead begin? If I can say that, like you kind of get what I'm saying. Like how did you guys originate yeah. yourselves? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, Dave, uh, is the bass player and I grew up with his brother. Okay. And, uh, so we were in proximity, but we were never, you know, like growing up, we were never that close. Uh-huh. And then, uh, somewhere as you get older, like, you know, we all started playing music like super late, uh-huh. like very late, <laughs> like in our, you know, we always play better late than never, man. Better late than oh hour. yeah, no, no, for sure. <laughs> music was such a big music was a big part of, of, of our life. It's just. One day, we were just like, let's start a band, and mm-hmm. that's what we did. Um, you know, we found the drummer along the way, um, and, and I feel like through, through the records that you could hear on Spotify or Bandcamp, like, the, um, the only thing that ever changes on occasion is the lead player, uh-huh. so the, nu- the nucleus is always the same. It's always, like, Steve on drums, Dave on bass, and me on uh, guitar and vocals, and then, you know, if we, we found three guitar you know, lead players along the way for, for the catalog. Okay. Um, the newest one, his name is Rich, and uh, he's, he's made two records with us already, and we have uh, two on the way. That's awesome. So what's your guys' plans as far as as your music goes? Do you plan on just kind of just hanging out on the East Coast and New York area, or do you have some really large goals of expanding your music out? Because I found you guys on Instagram, and I loved your stuff, to be honest. I was like, whoa, these guys are really good. They can really play. So, But how, how, how did you find this, though? Like, how would you... It was actually interesting. Like, I think... I, I, like, I was just following some artists. I think there was this punk, like, this punk podcast that I was following. And I think okay. they mentioned... Um, your song Left for Dead, which is what we're going to play today. And I and I just listened to it, and it was right at the get-go. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you listen cool. to a song, like initially, and you can hear a guitar riff or a cool drum rhythm or something, and you're just like, yes. Yeah. It was basically oh, like cool. that. And I was like, whoa. And I wanted you to ha- be on the show, but you're actually the first band I've ever contacted so far out. Like I've never had um, – usually I've just done bands featured in like Utah – maybe idaho maybe yeah i don't there's not a lot of stuff in idaho there's like one or two bands i can think of in the top of my head but um 
it was really it, it was just super flattering that you guys would be willing to come on our show and i just really love your music it's super good well listen you know at the end of the day you know we're you know a nobody you know we, we play music and we the fact that anyone cares you know so far away is cool for us like we're like oh cool like you heard a song that you liked and that's it like we play music just for fun you know like we'll, yeah. we'll play out you know we, we record um we have a whole bunch of group of friends on long island that we get to play with and hang out with and they have bands that we love so for us it's like uh you know we we just i don't know we get to still play music and it's awesome I mean, I think it's just kind of sad today in, like, today's music. I mean, I'm kind of old school. Like, a lot of my friends, they're really into, like, Kanye and just a lot of rap music. And it's like I'm not against rap or anything like that. But the 90s punk or, like, 80s rock or indie or, like, alternative is still kind of hanging around. You have some bands that are still playing a little bit. But, I mean, your genre that you play, I think you guys play punk. That's what I recognize you as. But... I mean, your genre is, it's not as popular as it once was, but hearing you, it's just so satisfying to hear your music again, like this type of genre, if that makes sense, because... Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, is like the genre that we play, I don't even listen to, like for the most part. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> that's so like, funny. You look at my my playlist, they're basically like, uh, you know, uh, 90% hip hop. Like, oh really? I grew up in the '90s, so to me, like you know, that's hip hop like, is the thing. Like I was just like a you know Wu Tang, Mob Deep, like that's what yeah. I listen to, and um, so yeah, maybe maybe it helps that I don't listen to the music that I play. <laughs> so that's an interesting concept. I mean, have you ever thought about implementing like your favorite, like since you like to listen to hip hop, have you ever tried to do like nope, a, no. <laughs> No mix nah, in there. No, no, no. I mean, I listen to thrash metal too. Doesn't mean that I got to throw a thrash riff in there. Yeah, that's I just, true. I, kn- I know, like when when the four of us sit in a room and, and we start writing songs, um, we play what comes out, like um, you know, and that's what comes out. Yeah, so I'm not going to stop it. I, I'm a big melody guy. That's what it was. Like I told uh-huh. you, going back to uh, as far back as I remember, you know, when, when you know, like I could listen to death metal. I could listen to anything, um, but there was something about bands that just had melodies and big choruses whether it be a band like super drag or like the killers you know yeah i'm like oh i love that and yeah the melody is what's good i like to do so let's talk about that for a sec your creativity cloud here um how does it like i'm gonna be playing the song left for dead that's a song that i discovered you i think it'd be kind of cool for everyone to hear what i heard um but how does your writing process work? You said melody is like a super important thing for you. Um, yeah. But how does that like influence your writing or like what inspires your writing? Um, what inspires my writing? Uh, I mean, you know, music and melody come first. So okay. I say a lot of gibberish until the very end where I'm, I try to form the lyrics uh-huh. around that melody because, you know, but um, very rarely do I have like, a book of lyrics where, like, I don't even write lyrics down. I just, I remember them in my head. Um, and then from there, like, at the very end when we record them, I'm like, okay, I guess I have to write some of this stuff down. But um, <laughs> on that song in particular, I had this, like, little lead riff, the thing that you hear in the beginning. Uh-huh. And um, I can't play leads very good, so our guitar player is really good at it. So I'm like, I was thinking something like the lead, 
and then he smoked it, and I was just like, wow. I'm like, that's, that's pretty perfect. good. <laughs> Do that. Me. Yeah, yeah. Do so, that thing um, you just did. <laughs> we um really the the writing process for me is is um I watch TV and I'm like sitting there with my guitar and every now and then I'll come up with like a, a melody that I like and I record it into my phone which currently has about 145 clips that I've never used um and you know as time goes on you you piece things together uh-huh. and I go I go to the rehearsal studio and the rest of the guys like you know if I have the black and white drawing they, they colored it. That's so cool. I love how you phrase that. They just add that that yeah. color and, and flow to that. Who do you yeah, think yeah, – I mean, I really don't want to pick out your uh, – tell me some of your band members. Like what's what's some of the super big highlight players like you got, that you think are on your on your team here? Who do you think really brings a flavor to your, to your band? Well, you know um, – I mean, they're all great. They, yeah, David's our bass player, and he's – you know, I would never tell him because we, we – you know – we just don't compliment each other like that. You know, we, especially since we grew up together, where you know we're pretty brutal and mean to each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like his bass playing is amazing. It reminds me almost of like Jason from uh, Hot Water Music. Okay, got a you know he's he's no pick, nothing, all finger too. Yeah, that's um, good stuff right there. And yeah, so he, I, I think he kills it on the bass. And our drummer Steve, just you know, sometimes you know when I have my back turned towards him at a show. I hear him land certain things, and it's like, it's like there's an, an octopus playing back there. <laughs> He's just going away. I love that. He's a really good yeah. drummer, too. I really like his drumming. For sure. Um, and then, luckily, you know, we lost a guitar player from, and uh, we found Rich, and we made a record called The Inevitable with him. Uh-huh. Um, and then this new one, which is Catharsis of Choice, or the latest one, really. Um, and he brought us back to a place of... Uh, getting to play like rock music again you know we we were kind of dipping in like the singer songwriter type vibe for a minute and he brought a little energy back to the band which allowed me to write more of like uh, get up kids or like uh super chunk type songs so he's he's a, a king shredder the king shredder but, but he but he plays very very tastefully you know almost like doug march from like uh built this bill okay Wow, it sounds like you got your whole team, your whole Avengers team of, of of just talent right there. I mean, like when I hear you guys play, it's just class. I honestly like recommend if anyone's listening right now, these guys are. We're about to play one of their songs here in just a sec, but if you if you've been really hungry for some some for some good punk music, just some really awesome, I don't know, just classic guitar shredding. I mean, playing Dead from New York. These guys. They know where it is. They get the Wads show seal of approval. Um, Sam, thank you so much for uh, for calling in, man. I really appreciate you doing it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, if everyone could just follow us on Instagram, which is Playing Dead NY, mm-hmm. um, there's a link tree on there with all you know everything that you would need: the Spotify's, the YouTube channel. We have a video for a song called Start Today that's on there. It's also oh, yeah. on IGTV. Sweet. So, awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, we're gonna play your song Left for Dead. Um, like I like he said, go ahead and follow him on Instagram. They're super awesome. They have great content. They have great music. Uh, Sam, I'll talk to you later, but after the show, thank you for calling in, man. All right, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Here is here is playing dead. Uh, the song Left for Dead. That is playing dead. The song Left for Dead. These guys are awesome. I highly, highly, highly suggest 
checking them out on Instagram. Can't say that enough. They're from the Long Island area of New York, and they called in, and they were awesome. So definitely check them out. Really, once again, can't express enough how much I like their music. Super great. All right, guys. Well, the time always goes by way too fast. Um, We would like to thank so many people on this show. I want to thank Aggie Radio for um, letting me have the show. And um, I'd also like to thank um, the artist that does the – if I can find it, my goodness. I can't find it for some of my Spotify playlist, but the song Light, it's a really great, um, super great electronic song on um, Spotify. You can check it on my playlist. Really want to thank those guys for doing that. And I also want to thank Becca Denny. She is our marketing consultant. She does so much for the show. Want to thank Dallin Lloyd. Mariah McNeff, uh, Caden, and just everyone that has supported the show. You guys are great. Super love you. We have our WAD Show Battle of the Bands charity event that's coming up on March 21st. Um, it's going to be awesome. Dates and t- uh, the time is going to be released here pretty soon. Um, Becca is currently, and I have another poster artist. Um, she, They are both currently working on some awesome advertisements and some stuff that we're going to be shooting on social media. So everyone, when you see the tickets go out, please go ahead and buy them. All of our donations, all the ticket sales and everything that's going to be made at that show is going to be heading toward OUR and fighting against sex trafficking. So please, please, please go and uh, when that when those tickets come up. So, all right, guys. I'm going to head out. Thank you so much for um, for coming on, for everyone that was on the show. And this is The Wide Show. We'll catch you next Monday, hopefully, unless spring break changes the schedule. Just stay close to our social media, and we'll let you know what's going on. Have a good one.